The earliest audio recordings of music were full live performances recorded directly to metal cylinder or shellac platter. This meant that any serious noticeable mistake by any performer resulted in scrapping the recording medium and starting a new take from scratch in its entirety, requiring that all members of the band or orchestra be present and playing at the same time for each and every single take. Multitrack recording wasn't developed until 1955 by Ross Snyder at Ampex Corporation. It was the first 8-track machine and used 1-inch open reel tape. The original multi-channel, stereo and three-channel that is, which predated the multi-track, could only record all tracks at once, but they did allow levels of the separate channels to be individually adjusted post-recording. Although it is Les Paul that is often credited with the invention of multi-track recording, it was actually his pioneering experiments with sound on sound that ultimately led him to purchase the first custom-built multi-track recorder from Ampex for $10,000 in 1956. This machine was eventually nicknamed the Octopus. He had ordered it the year prior to overcome the limitations of sound-on-sound. Sound. Adding a new performance to an existing recording using the sound-on-sound sound technique required placing a second playback head in front of the erase head in order to playback the existing track before erasing it and re-recording a new track on the same piece of tape. In sound-on-sound, sound, as a new performance is being recorded over the previous one being played back, that previous performance ceases to exist as a separate entity, as it is being overwritten during the process with the new combined signal from the secondary playback head, which provides the original signal and the new live input signal. A flubbed sound-on-sound -sound overdub would necessitate wiping the track and starting again from scratch. Multitracking solved this problem by allowing the recording of separate elements of a musical piece at different times by recording separate signals and placing each of these signals on its own discrete track. This technique enabled the artist to listen to the tracks which had already been recorded and subsequently record new parts in time alongside them. If the new parts weren't satisfactory, the old parts remained pristine and unchanged. And so the new parts could be redone in as many takes necessary to satisfy the artist and the recording engineer. From the late 1950s to the end of the 1970s, multi-track recording was only available in very expensive professional recording studios. It was the invention of the analog compact audio cassette in 1963 which eventually led to TX's affordable series of home multi-track recorders. In 1979, the first portable four-track Tascam Portastudio, using the compact audio cassette, was released. It was this very machine that Bruce Springsteen used in his home to record his 1982 album entitled Nebraska. Although Springsteen had originally intended these homemade cassette four tracks to be demos, he, his producers, and engineers felt that the raw emotional performance of the demos was superior to the full versions later recorded on professional equipment in the studio with the E Street Band. Thus, the original four-track demos were cleaned up and processed in the studio and ultimately became the version of the album that was released to the public.